Amen. Father God, we come to you today in the assurance that you are present with us. We want to celebrate who you are. We want to just glorify your name and be with us as we receive your word. Father, we pray that as your word comes forth, it would come forth in power to demonstrate who you are. Bless each and every one of us so that your name be continually be glorified. Feed us now, we pray. And as we receive, may, be, may we be empowered to be of service unto thee. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. Our theme today is worship and witness, and I've given it a sub-theme entitled, How We Worship. How we worship. How we worship. Praise the, the Lord. Hallelujah. And I, I would focus mainly um, in, in, in John's Gospel, chapter 4. And um, our two readings today from Psalm 8 about you know, worshiping, opening our mouths to, to praise God and uh, Matthew 28, that the great commission we have to take this, to take this gospel out. But I would focus on worship and witness, but more on worship so that we are encouraged and, you know, we renew our commitment to become worshippers of the Lord. And so our outline for today's message would be about worshiping God in spirit and in truth and about our individual response as a worshiper. So we begin with worshiping God in spirit and in truth and then we'll move on to our individual response as a worshiper, learning from David. And then we move on to God would show up where there is true worship, and then how we worship, and then we would end with the power of worship. Praise God. A time is coming, Jesus said, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. And the Lord is seeking a worshiper, because it is for kinds such as these that the Father is looking for. Praise the name of the Lord. And God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. When we have a theme such as worship and witness, it's a wonderful combination about us becoming very active in our discipleship for the Lord. To worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. My understanding of this is that to worship the Lord in spirit, we need to worship the Lord deep down from our hearts. To worship the Lord in truth, it means we need to understand the word. We need to understand God. We need to understand Jesus. So it's about a mind and the head knowledge or understanding of Jesus Christ. 
In fact, in, just, in John's gospel, truth, according to John, is knowing Jesus. Knowing Jesus. Hence, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. In spirit, with all your heart, with all your emotions. And in truth, to worship the Lord with the correct understanding that we can only gain by reading the word, allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to us, allowing us to meditate on the word, worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And so true worship is about how we engage with our emotions and with our mind. True worship is about our, our habits expressing a desire to love God. True worship comes from people who are deeply emotional and who love the truth, hallelujah, of God's word. Hallelujah. Raise your hands and say, I love the truth of God's words. Hallelujah. Raise your hands and say, I will engage emotionally in my worship to the Lord. Praise God. What about your individual response? Now, there are many things we can learn from David as a, as a worshiper. The Bible tells us in 2 Samuel that David was wearing a leaning effort and he was dancing before the Lord with all his might. So we need to learn to dance before the Lord. We need to learn to worship the Lord with all our might. Never be ashamed to worship God. Never be confused with regards to you are. you are a child of God. You are blessed. And we've got to understand that David, hallelujah, was a military leader. David was very wise. David, hallelujah, was someone we need to pay attention to. He was a very smart guy. Amen? He had it in his head. Oh, glory to God. He had it in his heart. He was brilliant. Hallelujah. And we find David dancing before the Lord. And we see how it's very important about our individual response. Now, when David was bringing the Ark of the Covenant back and he was dancing, his wife, his wife tormented him. His wife rebuked him for dancing before the Lord. And this is why our individual response is very important. Worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth, there is so much truth in you that you know about God that not your wife, not your husband, not your brother, not your sister, not your friend, not anyone can stop you from being a worshiper. Your individual response is very important. And when his wife approached him and his wife rebuked him, he said to her, young lady, this job I have, has not been given to me by your father, 
It's not been given to me by anyone. It has been given to me by God. And I will put my God first. Hallelujah. If we learn nothing today, friends, let us learn to put God first. Let us learn, hallelujah, not to be hindered by others. Yeah? David was not hindered. There was too much truth in him. If you love to worship and you are not worshiping, then that is not truth. If you know how to worship and you are hindered by what others think, hallelujah, that is not truth. And after this lockdown, when we go to our churches, let us be blessed with a, a new zeal, hallelujah, a new revived anointing to be worshipers in the presence of God. Let us be, learn to be focused when we are in God's house, when we are worshiping at home, wherever we are, not to be hindered. Tell your neighbor, be yourself in the Lord. Hallelujah. True worship does not care who is watching. True worship does not care who is watching. True worship isn't worried about what other people think. True worship, my friends, is directed to God and isn't concerned about anybody else at the moment. Because true worship is not just connected with the heart, it is also connected with the head. Understanding. Hallelujah. Somebody raise your hands and shout glory. Understand something, friends. True worship touches the heart of God. True worship is attractive to people who are hurting and who are in need. True worship invites the presence of God. True worship evokes the power and the anointing of God's Holy Spirit. If you have a need in your life today, begin to worship God in spirit and in truth. I want to see the power of God. And I'm sure all of you would agree with me. The power of God manifests itself continually at Upper Clapton, at Stamford Hill, and at Stepney Meeting House. We want the anointing of God's spirit in our corporate worship. We want the anointing of God's spirit to come down, hallelujah, in our corporate worship. We know that without the, without the anointing, we are nothing. We need the anointing. We need the spirit of God to show up in our worship because the spirit of God heals. The spirit of God brings liberty. The spirit of God saves. The spirit of God delivers. The spirit of God sets free. Amen? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When we meet as we are like now, or when we meet for corporate worship, my friends, I can do nothing. I can do nothing. Neither can you do anything. But the Holy Spirit among us can do all things. Raise your hands and shout hallelujah. Raise your hands and clap amen. We need God's Holy Spirit to move in our churches, to move in our lives. Praise the Lord. Amen? The power, the presence, and the anointing is what we need when we worship. 
Oh, hallelujah. There are some people today, even on our Zoom service right now, that needs to be delivered. But the preacher, the pastor, the minister, the lay preacher cannot do that. We, are, we cannot deliver anyone, but God can deliver anyone. God can deliver everyone because his word comes forth with power. Hallelujah. Power to break down every stronghold. Power to break down, hallelujah, every plan of the enemy. But we need his power. Somebody say power. We need the power of God. Amen? We need his presence. Somebody say presence. We need the presence of God. We need the anointing. Somebody say anointing. We need the anointing, hallelujah, of the Holy Spirit upon our lives, upon our service. And that is true worship. Today I declare our churches, Stamford Hill, Stepney, Upper Clapton, to be miracle centers of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I long for the Lord to fill our places of worship with his anointing. That people come and their lives are transformed. People come and they experience Jesus. People come in their worship. They feel the power, hallelujah, of Jesus Christ. Our churches will be delivered, become declared miracles centers of the God who is only immortal, invisible, and wise. He inhabits the praises of his people. Let us worship the Lord, hallelujah, in spirit and in truth. You might say to me, how do we worship? Well, friends, we worship without reservation. We worship without shame. We worship without worrying about what other people think. Hallelujah. We worship even on the Zoom service to invite his presence into us, his presence into our lives, and above all, his presence into our homes and our churches. We worship to experience his power. We worship to experience his presence. No wonder in Psalm 8, David has the experience to share with us that we have to open our mouth and declare glory. We have to open our mouth and declare praise. We have to open our mouth because when our praises go up, we release, hallelujah, arsenal into the enemy's camp and the powers of darkness, the powers of enemies have been destroyed. So friends, when you are in church, when you are praying on your own, don't be afraid. You have to open your mouth. The devil wants to silence you so that you don't get your blessing. Today we declare the devil a failure and God's people will be released with liberty to praise God, to worship him with determination, to worship him with an attitude of servitude to Christ, to worship him with certainty, with conviction, and above all, expectation of the miraculous. When you get home, Later on, you could read Psalm 50, which ends, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Every time I hear the word breath, 
It reminds me of George Floyd declaring, I cannot breathe. I cannot breathe. If you are breathing today, you have a right and an obligation to worship God. If you are alive today, you have the opportunity to be a worshiper. We have the opportunity to be worshipers of the living God. Let us worship. Let us worship. Let us use the breath that God has given us. Hallelujah. The whole concept with this, George Floyd, is it's for me personally, it wants me to develop a theology of breathing. Where has breath come from? Why do we have breath? What do we do with our breathing? How do we breathe? A theology from creation to Pentecost, to sanctification, to resurrection. We need to understand who God is and why he has given us this breath to worship him, to worship him. Hallelujah. The Bible describes many ways we can worship God. It talks about dancing and singing and shouting. Glory to God. It describes so many ways we can worship God. We are told to lift up our voices in Acts chapter 4. We are told to lift up our hands in Psalm 134. We are told to make a joyful noise as we worship in Psalm 98. We are told to worship God with all sorts of instruments in 2 Samuel 6. We are told to clap our hands in Psalm 47. And we are told to praise him, to worship him with instruments and organs and timbrel and dance. God is good. I want to close today's message by encouraging you to be a worshiper. And read 2 Chronicles 20, verses 1 to 25. And you would be blessed by the word of God. We can't read the words today, but I'm going to pick out just a few things, a few important points. The whole situation was in chaos. Is your life in chaos today? Worship the Lord. The whole chapter is evident that God works in special ways for those who are in trouble. If you are in trouble, if you have a concern, worship, read this text. I'm recommending to you. There are some principles that can help us to see the hand of God in every situation. Amen? Praise the Lord. What are those principles? In the entire Second Chronicles 20, we can see that the battle was caused by someone else's mistake. What you might be going through may not be your making, but it's on your plate. God will set you free. It led Jehoshaphat to fear. Don't be afraid. God is in control. But it led him to prayer. Hallelujah. So whatever you're going through, please be prayerful. It led him to worship. And there, is when the miraculous happened. First, he prayed. First, he prayed, and then he worshipped. And when he worshipped, he 
he got the victory. Hallelujah, praise God. Hallelujah. And today I say to you, be not afraid, nor dismayed by whatever you're going through. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Just worship. Hey, hallelujah. In these verses, you would see we are told, you will not even need to fight. God will grant you victory. Set yourself apart. Stand still and you would see the salvation of God. God would move for you. Just worship him. Fear not. Do not be dismayed. Face the challenges tomorrow. Face the challenges of life. What looks chaotic in your life now? Face it. I guarantee you that God will give you victory. And one of the things we can also learn is that it is easy to worship after the victory had taken place. But in 2 Chronicles 20, we can see that the people were worshiping God before the victory took place. I implore you to be a worshiper. I implore you to worship, begin to worship, to declare what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Hallelujah. Worship and adore him. I wish you God's blessing. I wish you God's blessing as you journey into the future. Worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Let your individual response to God, hallelujah, be unhindered by anyone. God shows up in true worship. The power of worship. You would read 2 Chronicles 20 to explain to understand a little bit more. But no matter the problem, God helped, God solved, because his people in the midst of their problem worshiped God and God answered and granted them victory. They did not have to do anything. God just said, stand still and see my salvation. I encourage you to worship and stand still and see what God will do. And I tell you, God will do it for you because that is his job. A God of victory who sets his people free when they worship on him. Hallelujah. God bless you. Let us bow our heads. I invite you to give your heart to the Lord today if you don't know Jesus. I invite you to accelerate your worship. I invite you to take worship seriously. I invite you to commit yourself for the first time to the Lord. Or renew your commitment. Mm -hmm. Every day. Don't stop. Worshiping. There is power. There is victory. There is miracle in our worship. Hallelujah. Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings came famous praise. Praise. Your praise, your worship draws God closer and it grants you victory. May that be your portion today. May that be my portion. May that be our portion. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Hallelujah. Are we going to go straight into our service now? I'll give you a few seconds to get your elements. Praise God. Julia, can you just minister as we get ready? Hallelujah. Amen. As we wait for the words, we just thank God that we can come to his table of mercy. Yes. And that he bore his, our sins in his own body on the tree, that we having died to sins might live for righteousness. By stripes we are healed. So we thank you for his blood and the children's bread, his body. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Come to the table of mercy, prepared with the wine and the bread. All who are hungry and thirsty, come and your souls will be fed. Come at the Lord's invitation, receive from his nails, God, eat of the bread of salvation, drink of the blood of the Lamb. Come to the table of mercy, prepared with the wine and the bread. All who are hungry and thirsty, come and your souls will be fed. Come at the Lord's invitation, receive from his nails God's hand. Eat of the bread of salvation, drink of the blood of the Lamb. Come at the Lord's invitation, receive from his nails God's hand. Eat of the bread of salvation, drink of the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I trust you all have your elements. Let us quietly bow our heads. And just remember
all the things of the world that matter to us, all the things of the world that concern us, as we bring them to the Lord who is able, who understands, who knows our innermost thoughts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and give him thanks and praise. Father, all-powerful and ever-living God, it is indeed right. It is our joy and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks and praise through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. You created all things and made us in your own image when we had fallen into sin. You gave your only Son to be our Savior. He shared our human nature and died on the cross. You raised him from the dead and exalted him to your right hand in glory, where he lives forever to pray for us. Through him, you have sent your holy and life-giving spirit and made us your people a royal priesthood to stand before you to proclaim your glory and celebrate your mighty acts. And so with all the company of heaven, we join in the unending hymn of praise, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of thy glory, Hosanna in the highest. We praise you, Lord God, King of the universe, through our Lord Jesus Christ, who on the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this and eat it. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, but out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this whenever you drink it, in remembrance of me. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Therefore, Father, as he has commanded us, we do this in remembrance of him. And we ask you to accept our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Grant that by the power of the Holy Spirit, we will receive your gifts of bread and wine. May share in the body and blood of Christ. Make us one body with him. Accept us as we offer ourselves to be a living sacrifice. And bring us with your whole creation to your heavenly kingdom. We ask this through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We can say the Angus day together. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Grant us peace. Amen. Let us just have a few minutes of quiet. And in these moments of quiet, can we just, every one of us just dedicate ourselves to be committed 
to worshippers of the living God. Lord, in your mercy, yeah. and the Angus Bay, the a prayer of humble access, we say together, Lord, we come to your table, trusting in your mercy, and not in any goodness of our own. We are not worthy even to gather up the crumbs under your table, but it's your nature always to have mercy, and on that we depend. So feed us with the body and blood of Jesus Christ, your Son, that we may forever live in him and he in us. Amen. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ in the comfort of your own home, which was given for you, and his blood which was shed for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. And so together we shall receive the body, the body of Christ given for you, take and eat. Amen. The blood of Christ shed for you, take and drink. Amen. Let us drink and be thankful. Let us just be quiet for a few. For the privilege of being alive, we thank you, Lord. For the privilege of having the opportunity to share in your holy sacraments, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you have fed us in the sacraments, united us with Christ, and given us a foretaste of the heavenly banquet prepared for all people. Amen. <laughs>